Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Hi, Niall. I need to get your listeners' opinion on a matter that's close to causing a marriage breakup. I am married to a wonderful woman for the last 15 years, and we have three young children. Two years ago, my wife's father passed away from after a long illness. We went through a tough time. Uh, while he was very sick for nearly a year and my wife brought her mother to hospital every single day while he was in care. It took a huge toll on our relationship and I was honestly somewhat relieved when the man passed away as he was a good man but he was very sick. I thought things would get back to some level of normality and we could focus on our family and our relationship but my wife decided her mother could continue to live with us as she had been uh, for more or less for the previous year. I'm assuming this is two years ago so she's now living with him nearly three years. Anyway, I said nothing, as I understood the woman was grieving the loss of her husband. We are now two years down the road, and she's still in our house, and it's a living nightmare. I'll be honest, she was very, she's very cranky and constantly telling us how to parent her own kids. We can't do anything or go anywhere as she's treated like she's incapacitated, and she's not. Every time my wife hints at her going back to her own house, she suddenly has to go to the doctor and doesn't feel well and can't go home. And can't go home, pardon me. <laughs> Sorry, I got a vehicle there as I said that. Uh, we have asked my wife's sister if she could take her for a while, but the woman won't go to her as she doesn't like her uh, and doesn't like where she lives. And my wife's sister doesn't get on too well with her mother anyway. It's at breaking point now, and I've constantly said to my wife she needs to tell her mother to go home, but she won't tell her and said she can stay as long as she wants. I told her it's destroying our marriage and... The nail in the coffin was when I suggested that we go to Portugal in September and my wife is now insisting we need to bring her with us and we can't leave her alone. I basically told my wife the other night that I can't take any more of this and either she goes soon or I'll go because this is not a marriage anymore and there is no focus on our relationship. My wife is now thick with me and talks have broken down completely and I've told her that I'm not being unreasonable but she thinks I am. Am I? And that's how the email ends. Is he being unreasonable? Right, let's look at this. The woman is not sick. She's not unwell. I don't think she's that old by the sounds of things. Maybe in her 60s or 70s. It doesn't mention her age. And she's in the house because she was grieving the loss of her husband. And now she's still in the house. And she's living with them. And the wife says, no, I'm not going to force her to go home. If she wants to go home, she can go home. But I'm not going to force her to go. She even suggested bringing on holidays with them. And the husband is saying, well, look, the way it is now, I'm sick of it now. I understood it for a while while your dad was sick and your dad passed away. I kind of understood it still. But now you're taking the piss. She's here three years now. She has her own house. Clearly, obviously not too far away, but she has her own house because they don't make, mention any distance. You can go and visit her if you want on a regular basis, but she shouldn't be living with us anymore. And the wife's saying no. And he's saying, well, either she goes or I'm going because this is just not a relationship anymore. Is he right? Is he being unreasonable to force his wife to get the mother-in-law to leave the house? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Would you be happy to have your mother-in-law living with you? Or your father-in-law? Or your own mother, even, for example? Would you be happy for them to live with you? Or is that the right way to do things? The number is 087-188-0008. Let me go to Fern. Fern, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Fern? Hey Niall, how are you? Good, Fern. I mean, Fern, I mean, I understand the difficult situation this man is in. I mean, having an interfering mother-in-law living in the house. But the mm-hmm. wife is not telling her to go home. So what does he do? Um, 
Well, like I said to you, producers earlier on, I personally think that that the mother-in-law just she hasn't actually progressed at all when it comes to the loss of her husband. I mean, I know it takes time, but I do think that she needs some sort of psychological help if she can't be by herself. Although I understand how hard it must be, I think she ought to definitely seek some counselling or something like that and perhaps the husband could suggest that perhaps he could suggest they do it as a family to deal with the grief and the loss mm. and then go from there you know gently rather than ultimatum right see I, I have a funny feeling that the mother-in-law might be using this as an opportunity to stay with the daughter because mm. it does sound like she's being conniving because every time it's kind of suggested she suddenly feels unwell again mm. you know <laughs> but then so, that's just is that to me sounds like covert narcissism. Yeah, it's yeah. She does want to stay there. She just doesn't want to go home, and that's mm-hmm. it. She because it's too convenient, probably. You know, I mean, she's in somebody else's house. Meals are probably being made for her. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I'm not too sure of their personal circumstances. And she has the safety of other people around her and the company of other exactly. people around. Her. So I why would more, she? Why would she want to go back to living on her own? I think it's more of a company thing, more than anything else. Mammy's, um, on, Mammy's on the phone. Yeah, they just know whenever I'm on the phone, sorry, they walk into the room. That's always the <laughs> you know, way, isn't it? Oh, every time. I could be grand out or himself could have been be in here with his YouTube videos and they'd be grand. But Mummy's yeah. always on the phone. You know Killings. how it goes. Absolutely, then, yeah. That's just it. Perhaps that's it with her. She just is lonely. It's the company. It's the grandchildren. It's having her daughter around. It's, I can see her side of it most definitely, but perhaps you ought to look for the independent side of things. She but see, I'm sure that. every mother-in-law out there who's on her own would love that situation of living with her daughter and having, you know, everything there for her and having the company. But that's just not the way it works. Unfortunately, sad as it may seem, you know, you have to get on with your own life and you have to let... I mean, I can understand what that might be like, you know, to mm-hmm. have, you know, the mother-in-law kind of, you know, give it out to the father if he's given out to the kids or, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ah, don't be so mm-hmm. hard on them. or And constantly interfering in arguments. I, yeah. I'd say it must be difficult for him. Well, it must be, but then it also must be difficult for for the mother-in-law as well because, I mean, she's she has this this chance to do her own thing now. Like, my mother lives six doors down from my husband, myself, and my kids. Okay. So she's on the same estate and she can come down as much as she wants to, but she always says, look, it's lovely having the kids to sleep over, it's lovely coming over, but I'm still happy to go home to myself and have my house, my bed, my... See, I don't know what I... I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to have mother or mother-in-law living next door or six doors down from me. That would do my head in. Well, it's it's nothing like everybody loves Raymond. I'll put it that way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like that. Um, it's just, it, it, she, it, mind you, she does help because she does help when it comes to the kids because my husband doesn't drive today. So he's off work, I'm working, and she drives them into school. And, you know, she's well, great helping yeah. that. Yeah, you know, she's great and she has some for sleepovers, if not once a week, once a fortnight. Yeah, but is she dropping up every night for bowls of sugar and stuff like that? And No, but she'd be like she's down this morning. She comes up and down from time to time, but himself works five days a week. So, you know, she's she's not hanging around him all the time. And she always tends to let us know and ask, can I come down? Yeah. You know? Okay. So she's, yeah, not, li- she's not living in your ear, so to speak. No, no. no. She's, it's just the right level. And I think, but she always says, she had her first two children when she was young, yeah. and then she had me and my sister. Then I mean, there's 19 years between my eldest sister and I. So my other two sisters were teenagers when she had the second round of babies, and then she was on to the grandchildren. Now the great grandchildren, and she says, "To be honest with you, 
I'm done with the preteen kids. I'm done with the nappies. I'm happy to have my own time now. And she's divorced twice, so she's quite happy to be independent and watch what she wants on TV and go on holiday and do her own thing. And perhaps this mother-in-law ought to try to see the positive in that. I'm sure her husband wouldn't want to know that she's still suffering like that. I'm sure he would want her to have a good life. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Valerie as well. Valerie in Ireland's mm-hmm. classic kids. How are you doing, Valerie? Hi, I'm good, Niall. How are you getting it's a prob- on? It's a problem kind of happening all over the country where you've got mothers, mother-in-laws, whatever, living. Oh, it is. And we've all been through it, really. I've been through it myself. Yeah. But I actually think that mother-in-law is very selfish, to be honest with you. Oh. I don't think any of us have children to mind us when we get older. I think that's a misconception. I just don't think it's right. You don't think I it's mean, a child's responsibility to look after I their don't, parents? I don't. I mean, I have two sons, you know, and obviously it's good to, when you're, you know, a good parent and you give, you know, everything, you give up a lot of your life, I suppose, raising your kids and doing the best job you can. It's nice to have it reciprocated to a point. But, you know, I mean, if somebody isn't incapacitated, and it sounds like that woman is perfectly healthy, yeah, I mean, you I know, mean, look, she, there's no harm in her staying there a couple of weeks or months or whatever that's, that's, that's after the husband died. Fine, or going on holidays yeah. occasionally or yeah. calling up to visit or coming to dinner. But to actually move him for three years, I mean, she's had her family and she's had her life and she can still have, uh, you know, uh, the remainder of her life and enjoy it, you know, amongst her peers. But her own daughter now has a family. I actually think her husband is a very decent He's guy. He's a saint at this stage, is he? Yeah, for three years to have kind of, you know, been happy enough with that and as well helping when the father was ill. He sounds like a fantastic guy. Yeah. And uh, she's going to destroy her life if she doesn't cop on, to be honest with you. Well, she well, needs well, to actually, let me, on her own. Let me just put a question to Farron. I mean, there's something you pointed out there. Sorry, Farron, just to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Valerie said it's not a child's responsibility to look after their parents as they get older. No. Is it? Do you believe it is, Fern? Um, well, I don't think anyone ought to be abandoned when they reach retirement. I'll put it that way. Oh, well, no, then you're saying it is. If somebody time. needs you. Well, no, course, no, not like, if somebody know, needs you, definitely. But this lady sounds healthy. I mean, if it was my mother and she was on, if there was, there was a medical issue and she didn't need round-the-clock care, I would do everything I could to help mm-hmm, her when she mm-hmm. was alive. She's not alive. But this lady sounds like she's perfectly healthy. She's just played a victim card and been selfish. That's very selfish. And I mean, that's her daughter's trying to raise her own children and it's no walk in the park raising a young family. And not, not only kids. raising her children, she's obviously trying to keep a relationship going too with her husband, yeah. which is also can be difficult and have its own challenging uh, moments as well. Yeah. Now, I know of people that have kind of gone through this, right? And there's different scenarios. A lot of people go through but, this, by the way, yeah. Yeah, but what I've seen, one thing that really worked well for somebody and it was the daughter's choice, it wasn't the mother's choice, she wanted to stay independent. I mean, she had a beautiful house, the mother, but it was too big behind these stone walls and a burglar tried to get in. She was living alone. It was kind of isolated. So the family home was sold and she built on a beautiful kind of a nanny flat, um, you know, a fabulous extension to their house and paid for it. Right. And saw her life out in that. But they both lived independently. Do you know what I mean? In the, the same, very, on the same area, you know, the patch. House, but the mother went off five and six times mm-hmm. a year in holidays by herself and with groups and drove a car and she was an extremely active lady. She didn't infringe in their life in any big shape or form. Well, that's, you know a, well, I mean? that, that's a great compromise then, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an option that if the daughter insists on it, maybe improve their house. And Let's sell the house. Let's sell the mother's yeah, house. Sell the family home. Yeah. But they're both live independently under the same ground well, or something. Yeah, like I mean, that that's nice a fair or... compromise. Isn't it fair? And so if the mother doesn't want to go home, say to the mother, well, look, if you're not going home, can we sell your house and we build you something out the back garden? 
I think that's a good way because I think that mother-in-law definitely needs to find her own independence. And this is, like my mum always says, this is her free time now. This is her me time. She can do what she wants to do. She's done her, she's retired from that element. She doesn't have to do the nanny job anymore. And if she was in our house, she would, you know, she would, it would there would be things that would annoy her, things that I do differently with my kids that she wouldn't have done it with her kids. You know, and it was not argument. Of course, I think having that bit of independence is important, but... So long as that mother-in-law has some sort of, make sure she's capable of it. Because after a while of be, having that, that dependency, you know, she needs to make sure that she's actually sees the mm-hmm. benefit of it. And I mean, I mean I'm mean, i looking at some of the text here. Somebody says, Niall, I had a similar situation happen to us many years ago. Uh, my wife's mother moved into the family home with us because she was feeling unwell. Uh, she now stays with us all the time. It's absolutely destroyed our marriage. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. That. And maybe he's afraid to say it to his wife, by the way. Maybe he hasn't yeah. said that to his wife. It's terrible. It's not right because, you know, that mother-in-law had her own life and had her own family. And actually, she's destroying her own life as well. My own mother, when my father passed away, because they were together and they had a very happy marriage and they were extremely united since they were 17. But when he died at 73, or she was 65, she stopped living. It would have been easier. We actually all said at the time she went into the grave with him. Mm-hmm. It was horrific to watch it. Now, there were seven of us in the family, but she, she obviously wanted to stay in the family home, and she could. We did for 10 years. We managed it as a family. But we, from the day my father died, um, had to take a night each. So I took Wednesday night, so I'd have to go in from 8 in the evening till midday the next day and just make sure we were with her all the time. She demanded it and insisted on it. Yeah. And we did that for 10 years until she got really bad dementia and Alzheimer's, and it would, it would have been a disservice not to have put her into a home because she was burning her legs and... Yeah, well, there is a, well, there is a point to, yeah, where people yeah, with Alzheimer's, there's a point wandering. to get to where they have to, yes, for your own well, safety. Well, yeah, she was wandering safety. out in the streets and stuff like that. Yeah. So she had to at the very end. But the point is, people that don't kind of deal with bereavement, um, you know, obviously there is a process you have to go through, and it might be a year or whatever, a few years to get over it. It's a massive shock to the system. But their whole health deteriorates if they don't kind of try, become a little bit independent and just accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes downhill very fast. My mother's went downhill. She went from being a you know a woman that went out every day shopping, went to mass, you know the whole. She never went outside the door. She never drank. She was a pioneer, and she took to the we'd see the glass of whiskey hidden behind the lamp. All right. Yep. Couldn't cope at all with it. Oh yeah, and I'd go in the, the morning. The whiskey behind the lamp. And it was hidden behind the lamp one morning. She never drank her whole life. Right. She couldn't cope. Uh, by the way, I want to come back to that question because I think it's an important question before we go to the break. And I, if you could stay with us, Valerie, that'd be great. The question that Valerie, or the, the point Valerie raises, is that it's, you know, is it the responsibility of a child to look after their parents as they get older? I mean, it, it, Valerie doesn't believe that that's your responsibility. And I know many elderly people, by the way, who wouldn't burden that responsibility on their children and who would never want to burden that responsibility on their children. They say, I don't want any child looking after me as I get older. I'd rather go into a home. I don't want to burden anybody with me. Uh, and by the way, remembering, of course, as you get older, you're not a burden. But in saying that, that's the way they feel. Some of them. Uh, the question is, and I'm going to just change the question slightly. Is it a child's responsibility, whether well, a child being an adult, obviously a grown-up, to look after their parents as they get old? Is that your responsibility based on what this man is going through? And obviously his wife feels it's her responsibility to look after her mother, and that's why she's living in the family home. But is it your responsibility if your parents are getting older, maybe they're getting a bit more frail? Um, do you believe you have some sort of responsibility as a child? And some people will say, well, hold on a second, Valerie. You know, they changed your nappy when you were a child. So surely you should do the same for them as such uh, as they get older. 
surely to God you have a responsibility to look after them. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Is it your responsibility as an adult, being the child of somebody, to look after your parents as they get older? Is that your responsibility? Oh, I keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Uh, Niall, you absolutely have a responsibility. Shame on Valerie for even suggesting that. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie, what have you done? I knew that would happen. What have you no, done, I Valerie? Think, now, ah. how could they say that when I told them the situation with my own mother and there were seven of us and I would go in Wednesday evening till the following day till midday to mind her and she was, she was perfectly healthy, but she just wasn't able to cope. Mm. So my mother was, um, we were exceptionally good, and everyone commented on that, actually, when she did pass away. You wouldn't have got a better family the way we were with, my, with both my parents, you know, yeah. when they were alive. Um, no, my, I didn't want it to be misunderstood, what I'm trying to say. You don't yeah. have children with the expectation of when you get older that, you know, you, you have to take on board that they live in with you because they can't cope with whatever in life. But you do have a responsibility that if somebody is very good to you, you reciprocate that when they're in need See, as well. people, there's a lot of people out there disagree with you, Valerie, because they will say, well, hold on for a second. My mother and father or my mother, whatever it is, you know, reared me, changed me nappy when I was a child. And, yes. you know, if it gets to a point where my mother becomes incapacitated, that, that I would gladly bring her to my been. house and do the same for her and look after and that's her. fine. And I understand that. And I agree with that. But I thought you said with the letter that we're speaking about that the woman was perfectly healthy. Well, she is perfectly healthy. Yeah, well, it seems the, she is. That's the situation I'm speaking about. Okay. Oh, it's a different situation if medically somebody needs help or that. But, you know, with somebody that's perfectly healthy and is choosing, I just don't want to go home. There's nothing wrong with me. Okay, I well, don't think that's right. Oh, well, but, but stay there. Hang on. Debbie, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Debbie? Hi, Grant. How are you, Niall? Good, Debbie. Now, I mean, in this particular situation with this email, is the husband being unreasonable? I don't know if he's being unreasonable, but there's a lot of things for him to be considering. Like what? He's speaking to his wife about this. Um... <clears throat> Someone said about being narcissistic. Um, basically, it's teaching, uh, if it is narcissism, he needs to look into what narcissism is. Okay, but I, Debbie, it's very hard for me to hear you. Are you on a speakerphone? No, no, no. Okay, it's, a, it's just, it, maybe the, it's just the line. line. Yeah, sorry, it's just very difficult to hear you, Debbie. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Can you hear better? That's much better. Okay. If, if it's narcissism, he needs to look into what narcissism is. And basically, he needs to see what we... He's, she's speaking to his wife to find out if he's kind of twisting her or do a kind of mm-hmm. has her thinking that she can't live without being there. Yeah. He well, needs to find out what's going on that she is basically, oh yeah, she can save them she wants. Does she have a hold over her? Or is there something, is it the two of them are grieving together even? Well, it does <laughs> say in the email, every time my wife hints at her going back to her own house, she suddenly has to go to the doctor or doesn't feel well and can't go home again. Okay. I say it's loneliness. That be mentally, that's what I would think. Mm. Yeah, loneliness. It could be mentally I'd because I lost my partner yeah. off a motorbike and I couldn't go mm. near where the accident happened. I couldn't mm. go near the house. Right. And since this day, it's like that. I'm sorry so to hear that, Debbie. It could be memories. It's mm. okay. But it could be memories. It could be memories. She might not be able to face that. It, you know, and she's been away from there so long. It might be hard for her. She might need help to go back to the house. She might need a bit of support. Yeah. Because grief is an awful hard thing. And, you know, like... Um, well, maybe maybe they are offering her that, or maybe the husband is trying to help somewhat. We don't know the full details. But maybe yeah. the mother is just taking advantage of the situation that she's just used to living there now and wants to continue yeah. living there. They become dependent on them, really. Yeah. It sounds like, you know. Mm. Well, if that's the case, they need to try and help her get back to being independent. 
Because she, maybe she doesn't want to face being on her own. Maybe she is lonely. Do we have a responsibility to our parents, Debbie? I, I think, think you, you do, have, yeah. yeah. I think you have a responsibility to oh, everyone in life. You have the responsibility to your children as well and to your husband. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, that's an important point as well. Sorry, just to get back to Debbie. Sorry, Debbie, does she have a, this wife have a responsibility to her husband too? She has, but they obviously need to communicate a bit more because obviously they're not talking about this. Well, I think they are. Well, they're not talking at the moment because they had a row the other night because he said either she, no. goes, either she no. goes or I go. I mean, that's, no. that's a bit yeah, of an ultimatum. Well, I think that was after the point she said she wanted to bring her mother when he suggested going to Portugal in August. She wanted to bring the mother. Yeah, see, bringing her on holiday now as well is not really... I think she, <laughs> although she may think she needs a break, she might be thinking, oh, but it's been COVID, you know, maybe we all like, need to get away, you know? Yeah, looking like a recipe for disaster. Let me just go to John as well. John, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, John? Afternoon, how are you? How are you doing, John? I mean, John, do we have a responsibility to our parents? Most certainly. And Most definitely. Parents. And Yes, and the parents have a responsibility as well uh, mm-hmm. to, to the grown-up son and daughter as well. There needs to be a fine balance you know, for everybody. It needs to be, it needs to work for everybody, simply that. I can't just work for one side exactly. more than the other. No, in, so, in some... Uh, well, in this some, circumstance, I mean, this email circumstance. Well, well this, this, it's obviously this lady that, that's been spoken about now, this, this mother-in-law, right, whatever. Um, it's obviously she hasn't gone through the grieving process because it looks like, by the way, you're laying out the story that she has went straight uh, when her husband died, the girl's father, uh, straight into this family home. With, with well, she was there. She was in the family home, it seems, in the email a year before the father died because yeah. while he was sick and obviously in palliative care or whatever it is, you know, that yeah. she was living in the house. Yeah. Well, well, it's obviously like, I mean, this lady, like, I mean, hasn't gone through the grieving process yet. And the minute she goes back to her own house, and that's probably why she's terrified of it, it's not that she's taking advantage of me, we give her the benefit of the doubt. It's the fact that she knows she's going to have to close but that door. But she is taking advantage of us. Well, you, well, you see, you don't know. I mean, the, the woman's probably frightened because she knows she's waiting for her. She's she dead back two on her year, own. Yeah, but he's dead two years, John. I, I know, but you see, the thing is she has settled in there now and she's, the longer this goes on, the chances she won't move back at all because she'll be terrified of going through the grieving process. So after you close the door, then that's when it hits her. Then It's only then it hit her. Now, in some civilizations around the world, like in Japan, in India, in China... The elderly are revealed. There is no, it's, just, it, it's just part and parcel of everyday life yeah. that the elderly live, either her parents or his parents, and they just get on with it. But of course here, there's people booted into nursing homes that shouldn't be in there at all. We you, all know People that. booted but into nursing wrong. homes. That's very well, wrong. Is, yeah. mm. Now, I'll tell mm. you why it has to work for everyone. And I put myself in the, in, in the situation here. I was in a long-term relationship there. My mother was of an age, living on one side of the city, and myself and the girl were at the other side of the city, and the stress was enormous, absolutely enormous, worrying about the security of it, was she going to get sick, whatever. Now, my mother didn't, she was a great woman, I still love her to bits, but she didn't want to leave the house on the south side. And the girl had no problem taking her in, putting granny flats on, or whatever, but you can't serve two masters. And what the point I'm making, it put a huge stress on the relationship, which ended, Right? Mm. No, the thing is... The and do you believe that, that was part of the, the, the cause of the end well, of the relationship? And I, I put myself in the frame. The point I'm getting yeah. to is, somebody has to make a decision here. And mm. like, it so it is, so the point is... No, John, I didn't know that. So the point is, that was the cause of the end of your relationship with the girl you were with? It was. The and stress was ca- created it, by... It, it wasn't my mother's fault? No, 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 no. It, it, it was the situation. 
It's the responsibility it with it. Me. It's a massive it responsibility. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the girl's fault. It wasn't my mother. No. It was me because I didn't take a bloody decision. Right? The same as what's going on in this situation. Somebody has to sit down and talk this out. And by the way, John, is your mum is still with us or she passed away? Oh, she's gone since uh, 2005. Oh, okay. All right, okay. So it was quite some time ago. Yeah, Sorry. but it would be wrong for that family to be broken up. I mean, they have children and everything together. The mother is putting them in a very awkward position as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would think it's her. If it, I can only speak now about myself. If I was in that situation, I couldn't even comprehend doing that to my son if he had a, a wife and children. I would actually, you know, say, look, thank you. I've overstayed my welcome. I'll go back home. but call over and visit me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was also mentioned that there was another sister there, but the mother doesn't like her, so she won't go over to her. She sounds to be a little bit self absorbed. There's also the situation my best best friend, Oli, I mean, his mother, uh, he moved into the hotel, well, he never moved out the hotel to the dark and I came in. But like that, 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 his wife, and she's a friend of mine, yep. she's not well at the moment, very unwell, and I wish her well. But the thing is, like, she put in a Trojan for there. She brought up two kids, she ran the house, she lived after the husband, and in years when the mother got, even in continent or whatever, she wasn't put into a nursing home. She put out all the stops and she looked after her and basically they got on with it. Yeah, because parents can be a little bit over-dependent sometimes. Because I remember even yeah. before my own father died. Now, my mother had already passed away and he was living on his own. Now, the man was quite capable, by the way. Now, he did need a hip operation, which he eventually got. Mm-hmm. Just He actually got the hip operation about six months before he had a heart attack and died eventually. But anyway, mm-hmm. but he'd be constantly... I'd be on the... I, I was living in Sword, so I was coming into the city centre and he lived over in Rohini in Edenmore, right? And he'd be ringing me 10 minutes before I was going to leave for work on... I'd love a bag of chips. And I'm going, oh, for Jesus' sake, Dad. You know, or yeah. you drop me over a newspaper and some bread. And I'm going, you're only across the road. You could walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes they become totally codependent and a bit selfish too yeah. as they get older. You can become very selfish as well what, as demanding. What, 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 I'd know? love a bag of chips. You know, just this random phone call. How are you not? Yeah, I'd love, a, ba- I'd love a bag of chips. <laughs> he couldn't even go for a drink when he was living with my mother at the time. She'd be phoning every 20 minutes. When are you coming home? When are you coming home? <laughs> just like, and he actually said if something doesn't give here, and that's why we all had to take a night each, he said he was going to have a complete breakdown. Yeah, sorry, John. What are you trying to say there? Sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, your dad, he, he missed the company. He wanted to see you. You know what I mean? And yeah, looked, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? He didn't want it. our bread. I mean, he just took it for granted. And I used to say, and he'd say, it's only about 10 minutes out of your way. And I'm going, but it's not. It's like a half an hour to go and get the yeah. chips. But, but I have just, to go over to you. Another time I get to work, I'll be late. Just remember yeah. one thing, like, you will be that soldier one day. No. Ah, Jesus, I won't be. No, that's a decision you make Shoot yourself. Me. Never, never. <laughs> I would never. I'm putting it out there now. If there's hit men out there, if I ever get old and cranky, <laughs> you have permission to shoot me. Uh, but it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way, mate. When you get old and cranky, put me down. No, oh, no, would you believe Ruth, by the way, my producer, has just said in my ear, it's too late. In other words, I'm already old and cranky, is what she's suggesting. Listen, guys, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Valerie, and thank you to Debbie, and thank you to John as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.